we welcome in now our next guest. Joining us on the Maple Toyota Hotline is Cheryl Pounder. Cheryl, great to chat with you. And I wanted to bring up this. You know, you've won Olympic gold medals. You've won world <laughs> championships. You're up for a Canada Screen Award already. Now, now. <laughs> but what has your first year been like on the Leafs panel? That's the real question. Well, you know, when you got O-Dog sitting beside you, of course it's fantastic. Hey, oh, I, I got to drop it there as long as I, I'm not wiping anything off of his uh, blazer. We're having a lot of fun up there. Don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> at the World Juniors, Cheryl looked at me two minutes before we went on the air and she said, you have snot all over your suit jacket right now. And I just was like, oh my goodness, I do. I sneezed and there was just snot everywhere and she saved the day because well, I took it was... a deep dive and thought, what the hell? I'm going in for the kill here. I'm the, I'm the low woman on the totem pole here, so I got to get my hands dirty. That's a good and teammate. I, and I did a clean sweep all in yeah. one. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a YouTube sensation if all those things on my suit jacket were went to air. So I'll never yeah. forget that. That's a, that's a great favor. <laughs> awesome. That was a great save. No, it's been great, Mark. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, the guys have been great with me. Uh, I'm sure it's a little bit different for them. So, uh, you know, I, I move it. I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. So I'm, I'm sure sometimes uh, they like me to shut up. But other than that, <laughs> uh, that and that. Uh, I'm telling you, that Bedard song, I will never forget it as long as I live. I thought, oh, uh, you deserve you deserve an award for that one. Uh, I'm still I'm still thinking about it and chanting the jingle uh, as I go to bed at night. So a lot of fun. I I just I loved seeing the behind the scenes footage, and one of the producers here at TSN, Matt Cade, giving direction to Jeff and how to act like. Like giving you inspiration, like okay, now you're watching the greatest thing that's ever been on the ice. Give me that look, and and oh, nailed it every time. He nailed it. He nailed it. But the Louis Vuitton briefcase, I had to ask him. I was like, "Is that real?" He's like, "Of course it is." And I, I just kind of looked at my purses in in my sort of my closet, and I'm like, "Wow, oh, the GM." No, but he he was outstanding, and it was pretty funny because, um, yeah, just all of sort of. The faces that we've seen or I've seen throughout the year, they all kind of came to life in that one video. And uh, the popcorn got me. Uh, the popcorn and then, of course, the jumping when he got Bedard and everyone's around him, you know, kind of in that congr- congratulatory manner. Like, I thought it was going to be my pants. I- I'm not going to lie. I was I was crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, the game this weekend should be awesome. Leafs, yeah. Oilers, uh, Connor McDavid back in Toronto. Uh, pretty scary when you're seeing what the Oilers did last night against the Bruins, yeah. and they did it without McDavid and Dreisaitl scoring. And oh, by the way, for the Maple Leafs, McDavid wasn't on the score sheet at all. Only once this year has he gone back-to-back games without a point. So uh, we could probably expect, expect them to be a little dangerous tomorrow night. What are you expecting from, from the Maple Leafs and how they'll try to handle the Edmonton Oilers? Well, I, I think, you know, they certainly have to play their game. And if they're possessing the puck, uh, I mean, that's the number one thing, isn't it, Mark? You know, if you have the puck, they don't. And you got to keep, uh, you know, you, you play your odds. And you got to keep the puck out of the hands of McDavid. And if you let him garner some speed underneath that puck, uh, you're going to be in trouble. But listen, there's no question, and we've talked about this on the panel, like how do you defend a guy that's got incredible speed, that can scan, that can process, that can do it all? You know, that is shooting at an unbelievable rate. I think his shooting percentage is shy of 19% right now. 
so, you know, you're looking at a guy that just has so many different layers to his game. So you got to defend him in numbers and uh, you got to make sure that you don't let him get the same speed under the puck and that, and that you're pushing him, you're squeezing him. I, I don't think you can play him too tight personally you got to be on him but you got to steer him with your stick and push him into another player so a layered approach and if he does get the puck to someone else hopefully it's not dry you got to hope that your goaltending is good uh and you want to push him to the perimeter i think that's the biggest thing so you know i think they've got their hands full but but you're looking at a deep team as well of course o'reilly's out tavares is coming back in depending where he's playing but uh you know i think it's going to be a battle and it's one that uh, everyone in toronto is certainly going to love cheryl being a former D-man, who, who is the most important D-man on a squad come playoff time? Is it like your point producer? Is it like your shutdown guy? We spend a line, we spend a lot of time talking about the Leafs decor and how they kind of reset it, how Edmonton is added Ekholm. Come playoff time, who's the most important D other than just saying your best player? Well, I think it's got to be a shutdown player and it's got to be someone that can play a physical, get hard-nosed game. I mean, the ice closes up quickly in the playoffs, as you know, and um, you got to make quick decisions with the puck. You're not going to have as much time with it. So you have to have players that can make you pay the price in the middle of the ice, that can shut down, take away speed in the neutral zone, that can anticipate. And that's not necessarily your flash and your dash, right? you got to be able to shut down this cycle. you got to be able to slow the game down. Just make a simple play to get the puck out of your zone. I mean, you're looking at, uh, you know, the core four, add in Riley now. I like Lafferty's speed. You know, you've got these guys that can get going north, uh, and when they get the puck on their stick, they can do some damage, but they got to get it. So a simple pass if you can shut down uh, your own zone. So for me, you might need to have a hard and heavy defenders below the goal line. you got to have hard and heavy defenders in the middle of the ice protecting the paint, and you got to be hard and heavy on the wall. And when you lose it, you got to get back within the dots fast. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of um, talk and work as a five-man unit in terms of their defense uh, and making sure that they're supporting low. Well, that's great, but you got to make sure you can withstand the battle down low, and I think that's going to start with the shutdown D. And, of course, you know, I'm a little bit biased because, of course, points do matter, but you see Ekholm and the difference he's making uh, in Edmonton right now, how he's allowing everyone to sort of settle in. Um, and it doesn't have to be flash and dash, but you have to command a presence back there. And you have to be a bit intimidating, and uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is that uh, you got to you got to make sure you're protecting the middle of the ice and be real hard in those areas. Cheryl, you talked about defending McDavid in numbers, and in terms of the number of defenders the Leafs are going to ice in tomorrow night's game, it, it's seven. Sheldon, keep yep. going with the eleven. I and hated seven. I hated. I was going to ask you that now. Uh, okay, you hate every D man hates seven. But if you're the seventh guy, and it happens to be Justin Hall, if the practice uh, you know, deployment holds up in tomorrow's game, if you're Justin Hall right now and you're having the uneven season you're having and now you're the seventh D-man you know, a little more than a month before the playoffs, what's going through your mind? Well, it's like anything. You're fighting for your spot. And uh, you know, when you have a depth chart now, and it's a luxury, isn't it? it you know, it's tough to be an athlete to be in this situation, but internal competition to get the minutes to get in the game you know i think that's what you want you, you know if, if you can't embrace that pressure what, what are you going to do when you're up against tampa so you know i think that's a big piece of the pie you gotta want those minutes and you gotta play to them if you can play to them you'll be in the lineup um and i think with someone like hall he could be in the lineup simply for the pk you know he, he does get in those shooting lanes he does block shots 
So there could be an element of, you know, who are we playing against and how can we execute, you know, against, say, a t- the top power play in the league. Or uh, there's, So there's different elements like that because it depends how Sheldon Keefe is going to deploy his lineup. But no, no question about it. I mean, when you're in a rotation and you're looking at, you know, the acquisitions they've made and sort of the lengthy D that they do have, I mean, you got to fight for it outside of, you know, their core four, or they would consider their four core. Um, and, and I think it's healthy competition. And, you know, sometimes guys don't execute, girls don't execute. Uh, you're an athlete, you're an athlete, regardless of gender. And you feel that pressure and you either embrace it uh, and you, you kind of implode or, or you, you rally around it, you know. So I think that's uh, something that, uh, you know, all of the players have to look to in this situation. Um, and when you push one another, you get better. Because um, that's where you want to be, right? You, you want to be in up against Tampa. You want to win that series. Uh, so you need to, to have guys that are going to be able to play in the moment. Joined by TSN hockey analyst Cheryl Pounder. Uh, the Maple Leafs coming off that win against the Devils. And it was you know, a pleasant sight for Leaf fans to see Austin Matthews play the way that, that he did. Um, it, it has not been, you know, and this is an understatement, the year that he had a, a season ago. What have you seen from him recently and, and and what do you see his kind of role going into the playoffs as a guy who has scored as much as he has, but has tried to make tweaks to his game to help this team have success in the playoffs? Well, I think it's everything's going to be measured in the playoffs, isn't it? Right? Uh, I think that you know, no matter what happens, no one's going to remember. Oh, maybe he had an off season if, if he's lights out. Uh, you know, come that first round. Um, so, you know, I, you know, still got 29 goals, 33 assists. I think he's, you know, just shy of 53% in the dot, you know, but he hasn't, you know, he hadn't looked like himself for a good portion of the year. And, you know, you always see him sort of skating in that offensive zone and and the way uh, his first few strides and the jump to his step and the finishing on a check. And so you're starting to see him gravitate a little bit more to that. You know, of course, now he's got Marner back on his line. I think, you know, that certainly helped getting fed the puck in, in different manners, having that, uh, you know, the wherewithal, knowing where each other are. I mean, just that beautiful feed the bunting leave the other day for the game-winning goal. Um, and that's confidence. And, and you, you want him going at the right time. And I think that's the biggest thing as you watch teams uh, through particular seasons. And, no, you can certainly talk to it is when, when you get on that train um, and it's moving, it's moving. And so I think for, for Leafs Nation right now, it's about getting Austin Matthews on, on the train at the right time. And if he can be moving come that first round of playoffs, that's really all that's going to matter. I've always said it, Cheryl. Like people are talking about Tampa and you know their experience and what they've done the last three years. And the Boston Bruins, the season that they're having... But if Austin Matthews decides that he's the best player in the series and he's going to take control of the series, I don't care if it's Carlo, McAvoy, Lindholm, nobody can really, nobody can handle that that package that he brings to the ice. And him and Marner, they're two of the best players on the in the world. And if they dial it up a notch, it's very difficult to stop. Oh, it's it's incredibly difficult because it's not predictable, right? Oh, I mean, Marner's got eyes in the back of his head. He's got incredible vision. Uh, you know, he can draw guys to him. The one thing in the playoffs is when he's looking for Matthews, he's going to have the puck on his stick a little bit longer, which means, you know, he's probably going to get bumped a lot more. So, you know, if he can move that puck in Matthews, you know, he can shoot. You know, that puck it doesn't need to be set. It's off either foot. These guys are incredible, the way he can change the angle and the quick-release shot through a screen, you know, from any angle. He skates away from the net to figure out, you know, how he's going to attack it. 
so yeah, they can create their own space and, uh, you know, they can finish. So these are a dynamic pairing that if they are moving and, you know, it's a feeling, uh, you go through the ebbs and flows of the season. It's never perfect. But if you can get it at the right time, uh, those two are so dynamic. They would be so difficult to stop no matter, no matter who's in the crease and, and, you know, how they can get that puck moving laterally against, you know, one of the greatest goaltenders in the game in Vasilevsky, um, you know, they, they can vary it. They can mm-hmm. do it. Uh, we saw it in the early rounds last year. Um, you know, they just got tied up game six, game seven. So we obviously know that the Maple Leafs are going to take on the Lightning in the playoffs. We don't know who the top team in the conference is going to play. Of course, that's the Boston Bruins. This race for the final wildcard spots is getting very interesting. And you're on the broadcast last night. The Senators coming off of a really difficult and uh, uninspiring loss to the Blackhawks. Devo, do you believe in the Sens? I believe in the Sens. I like what I'm seeing, but I'd rather... Chuck? No, I don't believe in the Sens. Oh, Pounds, oh, what do you think? <laughs> I, be- I believe in the Sens. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's Again, it's that certain something, you know, a, a beyond the X's and O's and just the temperature of the team right now. Of course, against Chicago, it was, uh, it, you know, that's when they want to just throw the window, but you, you can't have too many of like that now down the stretch. Um you know, for me, you know, obviously, when you look at the lineup, you say, okay, yeah, the goaltending is green. You know, they have less than 15 NHL games between them. How is this possible? And then you look at this decor, and I have been so pleasantly surprised with the addition of Chikrin. You know, at the beginning of the year, I covered the Sens a lot last year. I just didn't think he was going to be the right fit for that group. And now that I'm watching him, I recognize that I didn't fully understand his game. I mean, here's a guy, I'm watching him, and again, a smaller sample size, but I'm watching him the way he closes, the way he's not afraid to use his body. He's got a cannon when he's on his offside, um, you know, when he's in the offensive zone in his reads, and also the way he moves the puck out of his own zone. So those weren't the the elements that I was kind of looking at earlier, um, but he sort of has multiple layers to his game, so he really shores up uh, a big hole on their back end. And then they've got, you know, one of these lines, you know, a real, uh, you know, you know, offensively potent line in the Stutz Lejeune Kachuk line. And you can just feel that Debrinket's biting at, you know, chomping at the bit here. He's had so many different opportunities and whether it, when is he going to really start finding the back of the net like he can, even though he's sitting with 21 goals. So I feel like it's a real young group that's coming into its maturity. And again, I think there's an optimism and a belief within the room that is, potentially could take them into this spot because do I believe they're certainly deep enough at this time? Not necessarily. Do I think that they can do it? I do. Oh, what about you? You went around the table. Do you believe? I believe in Sense Nation. Oh, okay. Hey, there we go. Uh, oh, we're on the same page on this one. It's, it's just you know Dave. what? It, they, <laughs> well, they just they can't have any more hiccups, obviously, like they had in Chicago. But I. You're, you're, you're seeing the maturation in one of the great leaders already in the NHL and yeah. Brady Kachuk. Yeah. Where that guy, I wish he had some kind of emotional support where it's like when they stink the joint out, he's the one that has to go nuts and has to fight somebody. It would be nice if he could have a couple more guys like that that can, you know, cover for him in that area so it's not him every time. But it's a great story and I think it would be great for the league if they snuck in yeah. somehow. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. And one of the, I mean, 
one of the sort of um, the factors, the X factors, I think, has been their acquisition of Giroux. Uh, with the maturity factor and how he's helped this group, you, you see it. I, I, you know, whether you're not in the building or whether you are in the building, it kind of just exudes through the television. It exudes when you're on the panel if you're there. Um, you know, it's just a feeling. Uh, and, you know, he, he's sitting with 27 goals right now, but it's, it's in the dot. So he provides support to Timmy Stutzla, who now is obviously in, in, in the one hole. Um, and I, I love that Stutzla's back in the middle. I think it's given him so much rain. And, and, you know, that's, that's injury. Injury gave him opportunity last year. I don't think he ever would have been put in the middle had they not sustained all of those injuries. And he goes, into the middle um, and you start to see his game open up a little bit and you're seeing it mature because he can go east-west, he can go north-south. Now you've got Brady Kachuk just driving the paint, just being a menace below the goal line, uh, leading by example. And then you've got Giroux. You know, he, he's a supportive player. He, he knows how to take it to the net. He knew the game was on the line yesterday. Uh, you know, he gets the equalizer. He goes over to the bench and, you know, he's like, let's blank and go, boys. Let's, you know, let's have him go. And he's, he's going at him. Um, and then he gets the assist uh, off of the wall on the on the game winner, you know. So you're you're seeing these different layers of maturity for with a young group. It is so important. It's a certain something to be able to grow together as a group, and the comfort level. I mean, you go into that room and you got Kachuk, and oh, again, you can talk to this. You know, if you're sitting there beside guys, you know, you're going through it at the same time together, and so the confidence meter is together. Uh, and then you've got this, you know. This guy that comes in here, who's a veteran, he's a leader, and now he adds a different poise to your lineup. And that's the one area that I think down this stretch we're going to see whether they can handle it or not. Even last night, you know, they had the three-gill lead. And the moment that, uh, you know, the opposition, Seattle last night, started to come back, you started to see them panic a little bit in terms of their defensive structure, started to chase the puck, and they started to give up point-blank chances, you know, especially whether it be off the rush or just a lack of communication in their own zone. So for me, if they can shore that up um, and they can get the puck into the hands of, uh, you know, that young, bright offense, I think that, uh, you know, that they can they can secure that wild-card spot. Well, the Sens were good last night, but Cheryl, you were excellent on the panel. Uh, as Aww. always, which is not Thanks, news. Uh, I pr- appreciate you uh, taking some time to join us on Overdrive today. Thank you, guys. My first time mailing in Friday, and now I'm mailing it in and going for some vino. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Wow. Save a couple glasses for us. There Thanks, guys. Us. Cheryl Pounder joining us on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota. And check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. You're look, not buying the Sens. Look, I mean, look, it's not so much of not buying the Sens. I do think, look, the goaltending is a huge issue. Unproven and not performing at a particularly high level when you look at the 5-on-5 save percentage stats. I mean, the, the Islanders have a real goalie. Along with playing, you know, a very tight defensive style. Right. But do you believe in the two. Penguins? They have two well, yeah, Varlamov and Sorokin for sure. They can both beat you. Penguins, are, yeah, obviously the goaltending in Pittsburgh has long been a problem, but they've got that veteran savvy and and, and the core that you, you know has been there before and done it. It's kind of two contrasting franchises. Yeah, one Opposite team that's, ends. but done it and has got a core that knows how to. Another that's just trying to get into the party. You right. Know? And I'm, hey, at the very least, it's a good story and it gives them momentum. I couldn't be happier for the players in Ottawa because if they didn't get Chikrin. Then they're just thinking, like, what are we really doing here? I've spent years doing that. Like, why am I even in? The, why is our team even in this league? 
with the Detroit, Chicago's, Philadelphia's, Rangers. Like they seem to be wanting to win every year, and we're just kind of spinning our wheels in the mud, yeah. and we're not doing anything. We're not getting any better. But that showed it was like there's a belief there, and Chikrin is proving that he's a pretty damn good player. You haven't seen him in two years, and it's been <laughs> that, that was one of the most that was one of the most bizarre scenarios I've ever seen. The way that thing played out. If I was his dad or his aide, I would have been fuming. Like sure enough is enough. Yeah. And then you look at the deal that ultimately got it done. I mean, you 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 held out for two years for that deal. Yeah, yeah. There had to have been Kudos something equal. Or, I don't know, but great. That is great work by Ottawa. But mm. it, it's good to see him on a team and. He's going to be a heck of a player for them. Well, speaking of uh, teams trying to get into the playoff party, the Raptors and the Lakers are trying to get an invite to that. They will play tonight in L.A. Uh, from the L.A. Times, Dan Wojcicki is going to join us when we return here on Overdrive on TSN 1050 and the TSN app.